Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With two losses under their belt, our beloved entered the dress rehearsal game looking to make a statement against their third straight AFC playoff team in the AFC West Kansas City Chiefs. Did the Bears look sharp in extended action? And what is to blame if they didn't? All of this and so much more in the preseason week three review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Holy hell, God help us. That actually happened, and it was not pretty. In fact, it was quite ugly, atrocious, um, shameful, some of the words being thrown around after the Bears' performance today against the Kansas City Chiefs. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the week three review episode of the the dress rehearsal game. Um you know, this this has just been a, a crap day all around. I mean, the uh, you know, I thought it was going to be great having a noon kickoff, you know, get the day, get the game started with some Bears football and, uh, you know, win or lose. We just want them to look good. And, um, you know, that didn't happen. Um, you know, the I went out and met a buddy to watch the game at Buffalo Wild Wings at, uh, you know, not that it's, you know, a five-star gourmet restaurant or anything like that, but the food kind of sucked today. And, uh, you know, then I was going to actually have uh, Seth Kaiser uh, from Arrowhood Pride on SB Nation, going to have him on the show to kind of do a little back and forth. And, uh, you know, at least that was the idea before the game. And uh, I was kind of hoping to have more of a more of a back and forth, kind of like we did when, when our two teams met at Arrowhead last year. But, uh, no, and uh, then uh, the, the, the program that I use to record these interviews – uh, through Skype, uh, decided that it didn't want to work uh, for like a really long time. So I ended up having to cancel my interview uh, with Seth. Had him on the line. He was ready to go and everything, and uh, the damn thing just wouldn't record. It would not record uh, the interview, so we just had to go ahead and, and can that. And, uh, you know, after all that and the day that I've had so far, I thought about just canning the whole show and getting it, you know, to hell with it. Who wants to talk about it? But you know what? It was too important a game, and, um, you know, the biggest game of the preseason and the way that we played today, uh, I got a, a, uh, a message from one of my Twitter followers. You can follow me on Twitter at Shy Bears Review, C-H-I Bears Review. Uh, I think it was Jeff Esposito uh, decided to uh, message me and ask me if it was uh, time to start panicking. 
And I don't know if it's time to start panicking, but it's definitely time to get worried. Uh, to be worried, it's justified now. And remember, I was telling everyone not to panic, not to be so worried after the first game. Yeah, it was a bad showing, but it was just the first preseason game. You know, it's no big deal. That one, you know, none of these games count, but that one really doesn't count. You know what I'm saying? Basically, in the first preseason game, the starters are just practicing wearing their uniforms, you know, like they are this coming Thursday when they play the Browns. If 90% of our starters play, period, the, you know, they most of them probably won't even get dressed. I, mean, I don't even know. But, um, you know, it, it uh, then the second game we bounce back, you know, and the starters are out there. Uh, the offense, two drives, two scoring possessions, you know, uh, a field goal and a touchdown, a really great-looking touchdown drive. The Jeremy Langford show, as I said, over and over last week. And then, you know, defense scored a, a red zone, uh, you know, a red zone a turnover. Kill the drive, you know, promising looking drive from the Patriots. And then, you know, when the starters come out, second, third quarter, that's when the Patriots take over. And then our, uh, you know, our, our reserves come in and, and, you know, make it look interesting at the end. But, uh, you know, so I was really looking forward to this game, the dress rehearsal game. The starters are going to play longer, so it's a game you're going to be more engaged with. You're going to, you know, be more, you know, pay more attention to it and so on. And uh, it was just, it was awful very from the very beginning and uh you know jeff i don't know if it's time for panic but it's definitely time to be worried and um you know what jeff dickerson was saying when we had him on the show for the uh for the bears review or preview i should say um you know when i when we did the over under i asked him over under it was either over under eight wins or over under nine and he said he took the under you know, and I thought he was nuts. It was like, dude, we play the AFC South, the NFC East. Come on. I mean, that's – I was thinking that's at least six wins right there. You know, I think we could go 3-1 and one against the AFC South. I think we could go 3-1 and one against the NFC East. That's six games. That's as many as we won last year. You know, you're telling me in, in the remaining eight games between, you know, the Packers and the, and the Packers, Lions, Vikings, and then the 49ers and the Redskins, we can't get four wins out of those eight games? You don't think so? And um, it's starting to make sense now. You know, I don't know if that's what he was seeing in OTAs, that the Bears weren't looking sharp, or I don't know if Dole Loggins is just purposely holding back on, on something with the offense or what the situation is. Um, but whatever it is, I don't like it. You know, it is preseason, so ultimately it doesn't mean much. You know, kind of like a year ago at this time, you heard me saying things like, you know, I know it's only preseason, but it's hard to ignore how dominant the Eagles have been, and then we saw how they turned out. So, you know, the Bears could be that team that goes 0-4 in the preseason and then kicks ass in the regular season. We could all be laughing about this a few months from now. But right, ha right here, right now, there's nothing funny about what happened today. Not a thing. And, uh, you know, the Bears uh, did everything wrong that they could. Uh, the defense looked terrible. Uh, the Chiefs uh, in the first half just uh, they put on a clinic you know they really did it was uh, embarrassing really and um, you know in the first half they had uh, uh, Alex uh, Alex Smith the quarterback for the Chiefs 20 of 30 for 181 yards in the first half 30 pass attempts in the first half they held the ball time of possession wise like 20. 2108 to like 850 something for the Bears. Pathetic. The Bears ran 18 plays in the first quarter, in the first half. 18 plays 
in the first half. Two first downs to like 11 or something like that for the Chiefs. They were 6 of 10 on third down alone, the Chiefs were. So six first downs and ten third down attempts. Just just unreal what was going on out there. And, you know, the, as, as you heard me say last week, um, the reason that I look forward to the dress rehearsal game, why they call it the dress rehearsal game, is because they treat it like one. They go out, they go through an actual week of game prep where they, they actually game plan for this opponent. They watch film, they study close, and all the rest of that stuff. They come in with an idea about what they want to do. To you know, They know what Kansas City's going to do, and this is how they want to counteract it, so on and so forth. And then you go out there and you watch them, and it would only look like Kansas City was the one that actually did any homework coming in this thing. I mean, there was a, a drive early on in the game where um, Cutler hands the ball off to Jeremy Langford, and Derek Johnson, boom, shoots right through the center of the offensive line. And on the first try, Jeremy was able to get a stiff arm in, turn the corner, and get a first down. It was like second and two or something like that. Langford, you know, gets the stiff arm on the veteran, gets around the corner, boom, he gets the first time. The second time that happens, he is not so lucky because Derek Johnson is a 10, 11-year vet, and you're not going to be able to get one over on a vet like that, or at least not a good one. Uh, anyway, before Langford can get the stiff arm in, Johnson knocks the arm down and tackles him in the backfield, but exactly the same way that he did it before. You know, Cutler takes the snap and does the pitch off to Langford, and honestly, before Langford even has the ball in his hands, Derek Johnson is in his face. Like, you know, how is he getting across the face of every offensive lineman we have and getting into the backfield and, and disturbing our running back before he even has the ball? Before he even really has the ball or is able to take his eyes off the ball so he can focus upfield, Derek Johnson is in his grill. And, you know, that was kind of the case throughout the entire football game. Now, we only gave up two sacks in this game, but Cutler was under fire pretty much the whole game. Um, The offensive line went through a shakeup again because of uh, Kyle Long having issues with his shoulder, did not play in this game. Uh, hasn't practiced all week. They're saying it's a labrum issue, which is a big deal when it comes to the to the shoulder. I mean, uh, the good news is guys play with labrum issues all the time, and they could just be trying to rest him up as much as humanly possible before week one uh, against the te- Texans. And Kyle Long's going to be in the, on the injury report all season with this shoulder issue. We'll have to wait and see. But um, so Ted Larson, who had been our new starting center, after Horonis Grassu went down, moved over into the right guard position, and Cornelius Edison, who was uh, originally like third or fourth on the depth chart, uh, was our starting center uh, today. And if there was a weakness on the offensive line, it was straight up the gut, where we have a rookie, an untested guy, and a a you know a guy who's pretty much been a reserve all of his career. That was our the center of our offensive line today, and they were getting blown up all day long. Um, you know, this was Cornelius Edison's big chance to make a dent in the starting uh, starting lineup to see if he could be the center, a guy, the center who was actually come up as a center as opposed to a converted guard, which is what Ted Larson would be uh, if we left him in there. Uh, it's uh, it was just a mess. It was a mess. The uh, the first the the first half only it was only thirteen to nothing, 
at halftime. And that was the thing that kind of kept me optimistic going into halftime uh, was just before halftime, it was only six to nothing. The Chiefs had these long, productive drives, you know, like I said, converting six uh, first downs on 10 third down attempts and, uh, you know, just continually could not get the defense. Uh, the defense could not get themselves off of the field. They just couldn't do it. And, you know, but the, the, the best part was they were able to lock it down in the red zone and force field goals. So it was only six to nothing with about a minute or two minutes to go in the first half, and the Chiefs finally were able to get into the red zone and put one in the in, in the in the in the end zone and, and make it thirteen to nothing just before the half. But with as horrible and despicable a first half as the Bears put together, we were only down two scores. You know, two touchdowns, we're in the lead just like that. You know, and um, so it was like, okay, that was horrible. This coaching staff last year was amazing at making second-half adjustments and, you know, kind of riding the ship afterwards, if you will. So we'll see what happens. The Chiefs basically bench everyone in the first half, and Cutler uh, leads a drive that uh, I think ended in a field – no, well, it ended in a field goal attempt anyway, and Robbie Gold hooked it. So um, that was all for nothing. But a good-looking drive uh, by the offense uh, in the, the start off the second half – that ended up getting nothing because of the missed field goal. But uh, then it was all downhill again uh, from there. Um, you know, Brian Hoyer uh, comes in. He is less than impressive once again. Uh, he gets knocked out of the game. I'm not sure what it was. It happened sometime in the fourth quarter. I think maybe it was like a rib injury or maybe he got the wind knocked out of him or, or whatever the case may be. So in comes Connor Shaw, the guy who actually looked decent at the end of the game. Uh, against the uh, Patriots last week he comes in engineers a touchdown drive the Bears go back out they get the ball back Connor Shaw comes back is uh, starting to move the football with the offense again and some dickhead uh, Chiefs defensive end um, Shaw under pressure gets the throw off and the guy kind of like dives on Shaw but grabs him right right uh right in the uh in the collar in the front collar and pulls him down while landing on his shin broke the guy's leg like he is right now i don't know maybe he is or maybe he isn't at this point but he was going like this is how severe the injury was he went straight from the stadium to the hospital to have surgery to repair the leg so safe to say counter shaw is done for 2016 so here he was making a performance, making a real case for at least, you know, at least me as a fan sitting here watching Brian Hoyer kind of fumble his way around and Connor Shaw looking like a competent backup quarterback, granted against reserves and, and everything. But, you know, Connor Shaw came in relief and finished the drive that Brian Hoyer started and impressively got the Bears into the end zone. And actually, he did it twice in the same drive because the first touchdown pass that he threw was called back because of a pass interference penalty on Daniel Braverman. He uh, bumped, uh, it was a crossing route, and uh, Braverman bumped uh, the guy that was covering um, Josh Bellamy. So they call it back, and then a couple of plays later, Connor Shaw throws a touchdown pass to uh, Cameron Meredith. There you go. Touchdown in the end zone. Connor Shaw finished off the drive. And I'm sitting here looking like, you know what? We might have to we might have to just take a hit uh, on the on the guaranteed money because I think it's seven hundred fifty thousand that we offered or that we guaranteed 
uh, Hoyer, it's like watching the preseason, we just might have to take the hit here and, and go with Connor Shaw instead of uh, Hoyer because, uh, you know, uh, John, John Fox made the apology for, for Brian Hoyer, like, you know, this is only his second or third game as a Chicago Bear quarterback. He'll get better over time. It's like, well, Connor Shaw didn't join the team until just before training camp, so he's had even less time with the Bears than Hoyer has. And Shaw has looked better than him pretty much every time he's gone out there. So um, argue against that. But, um, well, it's not an issue anymore. I guess we're kind of stuck with with Brian Hoyer uh, at this point because Connor Shaw's uh, left leg is in pieces at the moment. And uh, he's somewhere in a Chicago hospital getting it put back together again uh, by doctors. So he's probably done uh, for uh, for the season. The one bright spot that we had today. Um, Connor Shaw and how he played uh, he's yeah so that also kind of encapsulates the day that the Bears were having even when a guy was doing well something something happened to uh, to ruin it Connor Shaw five for six 68 yards and a touchdown today for a near perfect 153.5 quarterback rating uh, Jay Cutler did better in yardage but he was eight for 17 71 yards for a 58.7 quarterback rating and brian hoyer actually that was brian that was brian hoyer eight for 17 for 71 yards jay cutler was atrocious today six for 15 45 yards and 47.9 quarterback rating and he was sacked twice so yeah rushing the football (laughs) connor shaw was our second leading rusher again uh, two carries for 15 yards. Jeremy Langford, our leading rusher, with 17 yards. Just kind of gives you a taste of what the day was like for us today. Um, yeah. And one other thing that I want to talk about, because I really don't want to spend too much time on this game. That's how awful it was. But um, the Bears had a real chance. A real chance. I think it was in the second quarter. The real chance to get into the football game. As a matter of fact, if this play hits, it's probably a touchdown and the Bears take the lead, and who knows what happens after that. But um, it was a pass play from Jay Cutler to Alshon Jeffrey. Jeffrey was coming across the field on a slant route. His defender falls down, and Cutler has got got, uh, Jeffrey dead to rights. He's leading him down the field throws a strike, a perfect throw down the center of the field. If Jeffrey catches it, that's Jeffrey and the safety. It's just the safety between Jeffrey and the end zone. Then it's up to anyone who's behind Alshon to run him down and catch him. And the ball hits Alshon right in the hands, and he dropped it. And that that absolutely just killed the drive right there. Just murdered it right then and there, and that was it. And, uh... That was that was the drive. If that play hits, it's either a a really huge gain for the Bears, or it's a touchdown because it was just Alshon makes one move, and if that safety guesses wrong on what Alshon's going to do, it's a race to the end zone, and I think Alshon wins or gets damn close to the end zone before he gets tackled. So you know, I think it was still a three nothing game at that point, or if because the first quarter ended zero zero, so it may have still been a scoreless tie. Uh, at that point and if that play hits maybe that changes the complexion of the game maybe that wakes up the the defense maybe it wakes up the sideline and people get more into it and make a bigger effort and so on and so forth you never know 
you know, it's, it's funny how in sports something like that can change the complexion of a game. Because in the first quarter, it was kind of boring. Not a lot. Of, I mean, the Chiefs looked good pretty much throughout. They just weren't able to finish off their drives. Um, the Bears looked pretty awful throughout. But heading into the second quarter, it was still a tie ball game, even though statistically you would think the Chiefs were up by two scores easy. You know, because the Bears had like seven yards and five seconds time of possession in the first quarter. They got one drive in the first quarter, and I think it was maybe all of four or five plays, if that. So, um, you know, in the second quarter, not much more of the same. I think we had a couple more three and outs, and I think that was this. It was either a second down throw or a third down throw where if Jeffrey catches it, he's off to the races, and who knows how this game uh, shapes up uh, after that like you know that really could have just given everybody a nice big shot in the arm and we all go out and just uh, tear the house down after that but Jeffrey didn't so the Bears didn't and the rest of the afternoon happened the way that it did so um, you know the Bears were five minutes and 40 seconds away from being shut out for the second straight for the second time in the preseason and I saw a tweet uh, during the game that the Bears have been playing preseason football since 1921. So basically the second year ever in the NFL. They've been playing preseason games since the second year of the NFL ever. And we've only been we've never been shut out in the preseason twice in 95 seasons of preseason football and the Bears were 5 minutes and 40 seconds away from pulling it off. But that touchdown pass to Josh Bellamy that put the Bears on the board eliminated that from happening and we finally scored points at soldier field because when we lost the first time to the broncos and got shut out 22 to nothing hey that was at soldier field too so uh you know john fox has won a grand total i think including soldier field games i think john fox has won a total of three games at soldier field or we three and one two and two last year in the preseason and uh yeah it's it's not pretty you know i don't know what the hell our problem is just in soldier field in general but uh we got to shore that up for sure so uh a very worrisome uh loss uh the only other you know people that kind of come to mind uh eddie goldman made a hell of a play uh was uh the the running back for or the fullback or the running back for the chiefs running the football looked like he had a path he had some people in front of him he was going to make a run for the for the end zone. Eddie Goldman comes from out of nowhere, kind of gave him a nice little peanut punch, popped the ball loose, but couldn't come up with it. I think that was the one that the Chiefs put into the end zone a few plays later. But, um, you know, a solid effort from Goldman to come from behind and, and uh, make something happen. Um, in the second half, a guy that I've been kind of excited to see just play period, um, Roy Robertson-Harris. Uh, the outside linebacker from UTEP, he's an undrafted rookie uh, free agent, and, and people were kind of raving about it when the Bears got their hands on him uh, and everything. Hadn't really seen him up to this point. Hadn't really noticed him. He was absolutely everywhere in the second half. The guy was a, was all over the place uh, in the third and fourth quarter, or especially the fourth quarter when he was playing. You know, it's just he was wearing an odd number at 47 for an outside linebacker, but that's you know that's what happens in the preseason you, like we have our a kick returner was wearing the number 1 today you know things like that BJ Daniels wearing the number 1 so um you know Roy Robertson Harris did well Connor Shaw before he got hurt um 
Yeah, that's about it. That was the those. <laughs> that is about it. I mean, uh, Jarrell Freeman had a nice hit on a running back um, that uh, you know we we held off on uh, on drive in the first quarter, uh, stuffed a running back in the backfield kind of thing. He had a nice hit there. Uh, De- DeAndre Hall had an interception, a red zone interception. So the defense for the third week in a row has gotten a turnover. Second week in a row with a a red zone turnover, but. Uh, you know, big deal kind of at this point. But, uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. So to to go back to the question Jeff Esposito had, uh, it, it's I don't think it's time to panic, but it's definitely time to readjust your expectations on what you're wanting from this season because it's, it's already looking, you know, just to play the half, the glass half empty half of it here. Um it's already looking like the season's not going to go the Bears' way. Uh, we've got a laundry list of injuries already. We lost Grassu for the season. Connor Shaw, promising looking back up. He's done for the year, even though it hasn't been officially announced. There's no way he plays this year. Uh, if he's going to miss a significant point of the season, there was the odds of him making the roster were against him in the first place because the Bears are probably always only going to carry two quarterbacks, but he would have been a practice squad guy for us and, and all the rest of that. But, uh, you know, he's done uh, for the season. They'd have IR'd him no matter what. Um, you know, the offensive line is in shambles, but that's because we've, you know, we lost Hieronymus Grasso, so we already had to shuffle there. Kyle Long is going to miss the last two preseason games. Uh, who He's probably not going to be 100% if he plays this year. He won't be 100% all season long, which is not good. And uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Kevin White couldn't catch cold at this point. And, you know, the offensive line having issues, making it difficult for Jeremy Langford to be the running back that we all want him to be or hope that he can be so the Bears don't look like complete idiots for letting Matt Forte go. So, um you know, we got Trevathan, we got Freeman, we got Akeem Hicks, we got a lot of young talent on that defensive side, but we're getting skewered in the passing game. Absolutely skewered. The Chiefs did whatever the hell they wanted to uh, in the passing game today. The Patriots did it last week. They actually did it more with the run than the pass last week, which is equally disturbing. And then, you know, Mark, I mean, Mark Sanchez and Alex Smith have taken the Bears' defense to the woodshed in the first few weeks of the preseason. That is staggeringly sad. Um, so, you know, we got all this talent, but granted it hasn't all been healthy and on the field at the same time. We still haven't seen Pramel McPhee, uh, on the field yet. Uh, Leonard Floyd did not play today, things like that. So, you know, the injuries, people being nicked up and sitting down and I don't know if it's precautionary, if these guys are actually hurt, you know, with John Fox and the Bears, who the hell knows, uh, you know, how they are with injuries and, and whatnot. So time will tell. But, uh, you know, that that optimism that we had, you know, the defense, if it's better and the offense plays like it did last year, we could put together a playoff. We could put enough wins together to make a playoff run uh, this year. We play like we did against Kansas City. We'll be we'll be vying for that number one pick like everybody thought we were going to when we started 0-3 last year. So, um, yeah, because the next show that we do, will be a very brief, like, hey, the Bears and the Browns played and the Bears won, so that happened. Now, now on to the, what we really do in that fourth show is talk about the roster, who made the team, who didn't, and then 
try to make predictions, what we like to call the picks that stick show, who's going to win the division, who's making a playoff run, who's going to the Super Bowl, and so on. And, uh, you know, for the longest time, especially since free agency started and into the draft, I've had the Bears penciled in as a wild card team at least this season. After watching their performances in the preseason, and granted it is only preseason, they're going to have to win me over in the regular season. But going into the regular season, I can't in good conscience put the Bears in the playoffs at this point. I just can't. You know, it's uh, – it's uh, I, I have I have not only have I not liked what I've seen I've hated what I've seen from this team it's just not good not good at all and uh, you know honestly on the offensive side of things that page of the playbook that has bubble screens and quick screen we need to tear it out of the goddamn playbook and burn it don't throw it in the trash because you can still pull it out of the trash unball it up and put it back no burn it burn it get rid of it forever Kevin White should not be catching bubble screens and quick screens and all that kind of stuff. I don't give a damn how fast he is. If we want to use his speed, throw the deep ball. Run him down the field. Maybe, you know, like I said when I said before that maybe the Bears are holding back. Maybe that's something that Dole Loggins is holding back, showing off Kevin White's wheels and, you know, how fast he can be downfield. Because I haven't seen him catch a pass over three yards yet. You know, I think he had one or two catches for like five yards combined all day today and uh you know it's frustrating it is you know because uh year two everyone's been saying year two for john fox has always been the year that his teams make a big leap uh you know (laughs) right now it's looking like it might have to be year three instead of year two because uh uh year two is not looking good so far you know because i remember all the optimism we had because of the effort we would see you know even when the reserves were in there the reserves didn't allow a point in preseason at all last year you know maybe the starters come out and you know give a point here a touchdown there the reserves come in and don't allow a point in the second half they're shutting everybody out and all that kind of stuff that's not happening this year that's not happening this year so i don't know uh at this point uh when it comes to making those decisions about the picks that stick and where i see the bears finishing where originally I had him in a I had him in this bubble anywhere from 9 and 7 to 11 and 5 depending on how I was feeling that day uh probably going to be in the 7 and 9 to 9 and 7 area at best but and if they make it to 9 and 7 somebody else is going to do better and keep them out of the playoffs I just I just don't see it happening for the Bears at this point in time it's coming off of that game today and what we've done in the preseason granted we haven't played with a full-strength team yet. We haven't done it yet. Somebody's been out or missing or injured or being sat and you know held back for precautionary, blah, 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 blah. But um, you know, I'm uh, highly discouraged by what I've seen and uh, you know, not panicking yet, Jeff, but definitely worried about uh, what we have to look forward to. And in a position right now, I believe, where you do have to um, realign your expectations for what you want this season because, uh, you know, all the potential in the world is there. The Bears can be a good team this year. What we've seen so far, they are anything but at this point, and it's going to be something that uh, is going to have to change my mind as the regular season uh, goes along because based on what we've seen in the preseason, which I again say ultimately means nothing, it's scary. 
it is scary. It's discouraging. It's disappointing. And, uh, you know, it's making me uh, not look forward too much to week one, especially since everyone's saying that uh, J.J. Watt might be healthy enough to play. So, great. With the way the offensive line is playing, we want J.J. Watt out there tearing us to pieces. That's going to be awesome. So, anyway, I think that's enough of depressing you guys uh, for the weekend. Uh, Go ahead and enjoy the rest of your weekend if you can. Uh, For those of you... You know, listening to this on on Sunday, there's a doubleheader on Fox today, and then there's a there's a game on NBC uh, tonight. So we got a we got a regular like Sunday of football uh, with a with a day with a day and, and late game doubleheader, and then an NBC game. You know, just basically how you're going to be doing it week one and beyond. So you got football to keep you busy uh, tomorrow, and uh, see if that can help you forget. Maybe watch some good football for a change, and then you know not worry about the bears so much and then kind of kind of uh you know get our get through that first that final preseason game against the browns we settle up on the roster and move forward from there um i'm not sure when i'm going to get that picks that stick show out simply because this coming weekend uh is going to be a busy one uh for me next weekend my sister is getting married uh she's not getting married until sunday the 4th so technically I could have the show out on Saturday because that's when the the 53-man roster has to be set on Saturday the 3rd. Um, But that's when I'm going to be traveling from here in the Quad Cities uh, to the Chicago area where the wedding is taking place. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it done in time. So it might actually be – I mean, I'm going to have to get it done because we're going to have a preview episode to do. Uh, And, you know, I'm going to have Brett Coleman back from – from the from SB Nation for the Texans page, I always forget what that page is called. <laughs> but uh, you know, have him back to preview Week One and all that kind of stuff. So we'll get it done eventually. I'll find the time and square it away and uh, get the show out. It uh, I'm going to shoot for say Saturday night when things calm down and uh, and so on on Saturday night, and hopefully the hotel has Wi-Fi so I can get the show uh, out. So, but it definitely will be after. The 53-man roster is set. Like I said, we will briefly touch upon the game between the Bears and the Browns and who played and did the Bears, you know, get a victory in the preseason or did they get shut out this year? Uh, And then we'll talk about the roster and then the picks that stick, how I think the NFL is going to turn out uh, this year. So I'm, I'm shooting for Saturday for sure. At the very latest, it'll be out on Monday, on Labor Day, um i'll put it out then and then we'll have our preview show that thursday for the bears and texans week one and we get the ball rolling there so remember all these shows we've been doing getting excited about week one not as excited as i was three weeks ago i absolutely am not so i'm excited for the season to get started i just don't know what we're going to get out of the bears it's been one of the more disappointing preseasons i can remember for a long time so i mean there's not much of an air of optimism after watching the Bears play in the preseason because none of the performances have really been that good. You know, they just haven't. So, But we'll do the best we can, Bear fans. So we always do. And we make the best of what it is because this is our team. So what else are you going to do? You got to root them on and hope for the best. So that's what we'll do. And like I said, we'll be back next weekend. I hope as early as Saturday, but don't be surprised if the show doesn't come out on Monday. Stay tuned to the Twitter feed at Shy Bears Review and to the Facebook page. Uh, if you search Facebook at Chicago Bears Review on Facebook, the group page will come right up. I'll keep you guys posted 
there on what the status of the fourth and final uh, preseason show uh, is going to be. So keep your eyes peeled uh, for that so you'll know when the next show comes out. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. Some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.